Welcome to episode 10 of the Lose It podcast. I cannot believe it's already been 10 weeks since we have started this podcast and the amount of traction, the amount of positive responses that I have had to those of you that are listening to this podcast has absolutely changed my life. And I just want to take a moment to say thank you all for listening. And I want you all to know that you are not alone on your weight loss journey. There is a whole community of people that are here trying to lose weight, trying to find ways to keep the weight off. You are not alone and you are not the only one. Welcome to episode 10. If it's your first time on the podcast, this podcast is tailor-made for those of you with weight to lose. Those of you that are losing weight now and those of you that are bathing in the success of your weight loss accomplishment. If it's your first time on the podcast, I'm your host, Nick Jopo. And five years ago, I lost 110 pounds after a lifetime of gaining and losing weight. I recently dedicated my life to helping other people do the same. Today in episode 10, we're talking about what is a healthy relationship with food and there's so many people walking around that we think are in great shape, maybe because they are. There's people walking around that appear to be very healthy, but might not have a healthy relationship with food. So we're going to be exploring what does that really look like? What is healthy and what is unhealthy? And to understand what a healthy relationship with food even looks like, you first need to understand what an unhealthy relationship with food looks like an unhealthy relationship with food means that food controls you. An unhealthy relationship with food means that food controls you. It means that when you get invited out to dinner with your friends or your family, you look at the menu and there's nothing that fits into whatever diet plan you're on so you don't go. It means that your kid's school or someone, one of your kid's friends is having a birthday party and there's going to be a bunch of cake and ice cream and cupcakes there and you don't go because you're too nervous about what it's going to be like. It means that you are working in the office and someone brings in donuts and you get uncomfortable so you want to stay away from the donuts. It means that you don't do certain things in your life because you don't want to put yourself around specific foods. If food controls you, then you do not have a healthy relationship with food. And it's hard to hear because when I reflect on my own story, food always controlled me. Always. Even up until maybe three or four years ago, even after I lost weight, I still had issues with binge eating. Uh, I was walking around and running a lot of miles and working out a lot. And on the exterior, everyone thought that I was really fit and healthy. I was fit, but I was still unhealthy. And I still had a really unhealthy relationship with food. But when I go back to my roots, especially as a kid, I remember constantly like walking into the kitchen and grabbing a handful of chips and eating them and then going back to my room and then thinking about and obsessing about going back and getting more chips or going back and getting one more bite of ice cream. I used to keep, gosh, I mean, even when I was, even after I lost weight, so four years ago, four and a half or five years ago, I used to keep a spoon. So I'd get a couple pints of ice cream. And I'd go to the freezer, I'd eat half of a pint, and then I would put the spoon on the counter because I didn't want to have to keep doing the same dishes and wash the same spoon over and over again. 
And I knew that I was going to want to come back to that freezer to get a bite of ice cream in five minutes. As soon as I went back into my room, I knew that I would obsess about it and come right back. If you're obsessed with food or food is something that you are uncomfortable being around, if you're uncomfortable being around certain foods like I used to be, then you have an unhealthy relationship with food. And I know that's hard to hear because when I'm, I'm recording this podcast right now, I'm, I'm envisioning talking to my old self and, and I'm feeling what that's like to hear that when you're really fat. I'm feeling what it's like to hear that when you have an unhealthy relationship with food. And I just want you to know that there is a world where you can actually have a healthy relationship with food. Keep in mind, this is not permanent. This is not something that is stuck forever. This is something that you can work on and that you can change with some intentionality. With some intentionality. An unhealthy relationship with food. So what about what about bodybuilders? People that gain and lose weight for physique bodybuilding competitions. Do they have an unhealthy relationship with food? Do people that don't eat certain foods because it helps them in their life, do they have an unhealthy relationship with food? And it's interesting, right? If I was, I eat right now, five years after I've lost weight and kept it off, I eat almost the same thing every single day. Unless I'm traveling or I'm not at home or I'm out and about, five days a week at least, I eat the exact same thing every single day for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. Some people would say that that is an unhealthy relationship with food. If I go to a dietitian or a nutritionist or my doctor and walk them through that I eat the same foods every day, they might tell me that I have an unhealthy relationship with food. Who is to tell me besides myself whether or not I have an unhealthy relationship with food? No one can tell you that you have an unhealthy relationship with food besides you. It's up to you to decide. I feel that if food controls you and you don't put yourself in specific environments because you're too afraid of the foods that are there, that means food controls you. I believe that that is an unhealthy relationship with food. And I've experienced so much of that myself where I would get nervous about going out to dinner because I didn't know what I was going to eat. That's an unhealthy relationship with food. It just is. For most people, it is. Now... There's eating intentionally and there's eating unintentionally or mindlessly. You you can eat with your mind or you can eat with your body. This is this is what I thought about when I was losing weight. This is how I think about food now. Eating with your mind means on the on the on the really dark side of eating with your mind. It's I'm stressed out so I eat a full pizza or oh work sucks and oh it's making me really stressed out and I'm I'm anxious and I don't know what to do, so I eat two pints of ice cream. That's that's like the bad, the dark side of eating with your mind. That's pretty unhealthy, right? But if you go to the polar opposite, the whole other side of the spectrum of eating with your mind, it's counting every fucking calorie. I only eat the foods that my body needs. I never eat the foods that my body craves. I never eat fun foods where I have cheat meals. I'm dialed in always, and every calorie that I eat is completely measured. My carbs, fats, and proteins... I eat at certain times of the day, and if I miss it by 10 minutes, then it fucks up my schedule. That's like the really obsessive side of eating with your mind, right? So you've got the dark side of it, and you've got the really dialed-in side of it, the, the, the intentional side and the, un, the unintentional side, the mindless side and the intentional side of eating with your mind. 
there's also eating with your body. Now, eating with your body is going inward and trying to feel what does my body actually need to eat, right? A craving comes up for sugar. Man, I want some ice cream. Does it, do I really want ice cream or is that just my mind? Does my body just really need some energy? Do I just need some quick energy like some sugar, like an apple or some dates or some berries? Would that satisfy the craving? Because my mind wants the ice cream, but I think that my body just wants some food because I'm a little hungry. Maybe there's some other food that I could get that would help me satisfy that craving. Even though it doesn't feel the same in my mind, my body might feel that to be the same. And, and I trained myself on how to identify where cravings and wants and fears for food are really coming from. Are they coming from my mind or are they coming from my body? When we talk about eating intentionally and eating mindlessly, the way to have a healthy relationship with food, the way that I found a healthy relationship with food for myself is somewhere in the middle. It's not I just wake up and go, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to eat today, so whatever sounds good, or dinner's coming around, and I don't know what I'm going to eat, just whatever I feel like when I get there. That's just mindless, just whatever, right? Intentional is, oh, I got to get exactly 6.5 ounces of steak because that's how many calories I have to hit my calorie goal. That's a little bit obsessive. The long-term way to have a healthy relationship with food is somewhere in the middle. It's about the balance. It's somewhere in the middle. When I'm out with friends and we're on a road trip, someone might want to get Chick-fil-A. So we're going to go get some Chick-fil-A, right? Some fast food. And I'll get a chicken sandwich and a medium fry. Maybe I do this once every three months. And I leave. And when I leave, I eat the food. I fucking love it. I love Chick-fil-A. And I sit there and my immediate thought is, fuck, I want another chicken sandwich. To this day, I'm, I've lost weight five years ago. I've had a good relationship with food for the last three or four years, one that is very sustainable. And to this fucking day, I still feel the craving to go back and get another Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Does that mean I have an unhealthy relationship with food because I have an urge to go binge some shit that I just ate? To this day, if I went out to a place where there was an unlimited amount of pizza and I just had one piece of pizza, I could do that. And I could just eat one piece of pizza and that's fine. I have the mental control to say one piece is enough, man. Like this food is just kind of not great for you and it makes you feel like shit. But you can have a piece because everyone else here is having a piece. And I don't need to be the weird guy that's like, nah, guys, I'm too healthy to eat pizza because I'm some weight loss dude and I lost all this weight and I'm working towards my weight loss goals. Eat a piece of fucking pizza. Like it's not a big deal. Don't make it a big deal. Don't let your food stop you from going and doing something or going and experiencing relationships and building relationships with other people. Now I can eat a piece of pizza, but when I eat it, I still want another piece. It is still easier to this day for me to just not eat the pizza than it is for me to eat one piece and then stop. I still feel an urge to eat a second, third, fourth, and fifth piece of pizza. You want to hear the secret that nobody talks about? Everyone does. Everyone does. The people that aren't hyper-obsessed with food, even they eat a piece of pizza and go, that was fucking good and I want another piece. Everyone feels these things. Everyone binge eats. Even the people that aren't fat, that never were fat, that, that have healthy relationships with food, they still feel urges to sometimes binge eat. And this is something that I never knew when I was fat and I'm thinking like, God, this is just something that I'm dealing with. And no, everyone in the fucking world, every single person has sat down and has eaten a pint of ice cream at some point in their lives. 
every single person has a couple bites of something that isn't great for you and they put it down. They have the self-control to put it down, but they still think, fuck, that is fucking really good. And if I knew I wouldn't feel like shit afterwards, I would eat all this right now. Everyone feels that. You want to know why? It's because these foods that we binge on and that we crave are designed. They are designed for us to want more of them. It's not your fault that you crave these foods. It's not my fault that when I eat a piece of Domino's pizza, I want a second one. It's not my fault that when I go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and leave that I sit there and I think, fuck, I want to go back and get another chicken sandwich or sometimes even two more. I want to get two more chicken sandwiches, three of them total. I want two French fries and two ranches and two barbecues and throw a fucking milkshake in there because I used to be fat. Let me go back to the glory days in my mind and live it a little bit. I still think that to this day, to this day. The difference is now I have the mindset. I can feel what the food is going to make my body feel like before I eat it. So when I feel that, I close my mind. I close my eyes and I open my mind. I get into my head and I get into my body and I imagine what if I just ate three chicken sandwiches the way that I want to? What if I just ate four pieces of this Domino's pizza the way that I just had the urge to do that? And I take a big breath, breathe in for a couple seconds, and breathe out for a couple seconds, and just envision, try to jump to the future as if you just did it. See what that feels like in your stomach. See how tired you feel afterwards. See how you're dozing off when you're driving. See how your conversations are worse with the people around you when you're full as fuck on this food that just makes you feel like shit, right? Pizza makes everyone feel like shit. Nobody eats a bunch of pizza and then an, an hour later is like, God, I'm so glad that I did that. Focus more. There's a world where you can focus more, and this is something that I learned the hard way, on how the food makes you feel. And that is how I develop a healthier relationship with food. I focus more on how the food makes me feel. The reason why I eat the same thing every day isn't because I have a food obsession. I eat the same thing every day because I eat the foods that make me feel really good and I know which foods make me feel really, really good. And they're specific to me. It's a lot of meat, it's a lot of fruit, and it's a lot of dairy and animal products. Those foods make me feel phenomenal. I eat those foods and I gain energy from the food. And this is a concept that I never really understood that has been so instrumental in me going from having the worst relationship with food I've ever seen in a human being ever when it came to binging, when it came to not understanding what, what foods made me feel good and what foods made me feel bad, when it came to just eating aimlessly, when it came to overeating or undereating, this all or nothing approach and mindset, always seven days a week, never one time eating an appropriate amount of calories. I starved myself or I, or I binged. I starved myself or I binged my whole life, my whole life up until five years ago. The way that I beat it was by focusing on the way that the foods made me feel and eating more of the foods that makes me feel energized, like meat and fruit and dairy and other animal products. They make me feel energy. I don't feel a crash after I eat. I still go out to Chick-fil-A. When I have friends that are at Chick-fil-A and I get an invitation, I'm going to Chick-fil-A and I'm not going to look at my friends and say, sorry guys, I'm going to sit that one out because being around a Chick-fil-A triggers me because I used to have an eating disorder and I'm trying to lose. That's not how I live. The way to beat it is to confront it. You can't get better at something if you don't practice. And the way to practice is to put yourself in the environments and sit with the discomfort. Sit with the discomfort. If you go out to, to get pizza with your friends and you have one or two pieces of pizza, that's fine. Afterwards, when you want a third or a fourth one, go back to mindfulness. Take a breath. 
and say, it's okay that I feel like this. Just give it some, give it some recognition. I feel like this. Tell one of your friends, this is really fucking weird, but I just having this food thing right now. And I just, I'm trying to not eat four pieces of pizza tonight. I just want to voice that, put it out into the world as a way for me to hold myself accountable. And they'll say, great, that's fine. Let me know I can help. It's not weird. Everyone deals with these things. Some of us deal with them more than others to the point of obsession, to the point of it really negatively impacting your life. And that is an unhealthy relationship with food. If you binge eat every once in a while, that doesn't mean you have an unhealthy relationship with food. You don't need to adopt a narrative that you have an unhealthy relationship with food. Remind yourself that everyone binges. Remind yourself that everyone wants a third piece of pizza. Everyone does. And you can have more self-control by just taking a breath in that moment and pausing and thinking about what will I feel like after I eat this food. It really helps to have some sort of plan. You don't need to plan everything. You don't need to go to the ultra-intentional, every single calorie is measured obsessiveness. But you also don't need to wake up tomorrow and not know what you're having for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Have some balance. You can meal prep if you want to. You can meal prep without measuring everything out with every calorie, right? A healthy relationship with food, for me, means that I mostly know what I'm going to eat most of the time. At least five days a week, I eat the same thing. When I go out to a restaurant, I feel totally fine with just figuring it out when I get there. Most of the time, I'll get a steak with some potatoes or some rice and some fruit, or I'll get a drink. And that's fine. It's okay. It's about the balance. Give yourself permission to fail. Give yourself permission to have an unhealthy relationship with food if you have one right now. It's okay that this is how you are. It's okay that you have an unhealthy relationship with food if you do. It's even okay if food controls you. It's even okay if you miss out on socialization and events and feel uncomfortable at the events because of the food. That's okay. What's not okay is being in the same position in a year. You can work on this with a lot of intentionality and do it by pausing. If you want, when you pause, when you sit in that discomfort, take a video of yourself and say, I'm really uncomfortable. This is what I did. If you've seen my Instagram, it's all videos of me when I was fat, recording myself from five or six years ago. I'm just recording myself saying, gosh, I have this urge to want to binge right now. And I'm just going to not do it today. If I want to do it tomorrow, that's fine. I'm not going to do it today. And I'm just going to win this moment. And when you win certain moments, you start to trust yourself a little bit more. And you start to realize that you food doesn't control you. You control food. You control food. That doesn't mean that you can't ever eat a lot of food. That doesn't mean that you might not get lose your job and just want to fucking say, fuck it, I'm eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's. That's fine. Like, it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't have to be a two or three day thing. It doesn't have to turn into a binge cycle. Give yourself permission to eat what feels right without it ruining your life. And when you adopt that mindset, you'll realize that you'll want to eat more of the foods that are actually good for you. And people get really upset with, with terminology. A lot, of the, a lot of the PC culture, a lot of the culture around eating disorders and binging and purging and people that are throwing up, they want to use different terminology, right? Instead of saying healthy and unhealthy foods, they want to say uh, like fun foods. They'll say fun foods instead of unhealthy foods. And that's fine if that works for you, but don't lie to yourself. There are foods that are fucking horrible for you that have very high calories with very minimal 
nutrition like pizza or like ice cream or like anything from Chick-fil-A, any fast food, anything that's really processed, processed cane sugar, candy, deep fried shit. These things are fucking horrible for you. There is a world, and this was one of the, the best things that I learned. It was really hard for me to accept, but after years of practice, I learned this. There's a world where I go to Chick-fil-A and I eat something and I say, I know that this food is not good for me. That's fine. I'm okay with the fact that this food is not good for me. And I, I look at food more as uh, like food can be medicine or food can be poison. Medicine food is food that makes you feel good after you eat it. It's literally healing your body. Again, for me, it's a lot of fruit, a lot of meat, a lot of dairy and animal products. There's people that are vegetarians and vegans. Everybody's got their own thing. That's not for me. That's for you. That's great. Try everything and see what works. Process of elimination. Don't be afraid to fail. If it doesn't work, you can change it up. But there's a world where, I, and this is how I live now, I go to Chick-fil-A and I say, I know this is not good for me, but for the sake of the socialization, for the sake of me bonding with the people that I'm here with, for the sake of it not being such an inconvenience that I have to go home and fucking cook or go to the grocery store and buy some meat, bring it home and cook it and spend two hours in that whole process versus just going to Chick-fil-A because it's convenient and I'm right here. That's fine. You can eat unhealthy foods and just go, ah, I don't eat this stuff that often, but right now it just makes the most sense and I'm okay with it. And then the next meal, I'm just back onto something that's healthier and I don't let it sit with me. Having a healthy relationship with food doesn't mean that you only eat healthy foods. It means that you have balance and that food does not control you. Food does not control you. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Uh, if you made it to the end, I really appreciate you being here. If you would leave us an honest review on Spotify or on Apple, whatever platform you're listening on, it would go a great way in helping the Lose It community expand its message and expand its listener base and in helping people realize that they are not alone. And even though it's embarrassing to talk about these things, even though it's embarrassing for me to dive back into what I used to think like and what I used to feel like and to share that and if, for other people to give me feedback on what that feels like to hear it, it's a lot. It's a lot and, and it can be triggering and it can make you uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable sometimes sharing these stories and if you relate to them and you think that other people would help them, would find them helpful and relatable, uh, please leave an honest review. I would greatly appreciate it. It'll help us to keep sharing our message and keep expanding our platforms. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and we will see you next Wednesday.